Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. We, we finished up our Encourage You, uh, the, uh, the study that we went through First and Second Thessalonians. And so I've been praying for a few months now on something that I think is important for us to, to talk about. We, we preach through scriptures, and so we touch on things uh, throughout the, 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 the messages and throughout the lessons and stuff. But uh, every now and then, it's, I think, good to focus on things that are very important. And I think the family and uh, the family unit is very important. And so uh, several years ago, I think it was about four, a little over four years ago, I preached through um, the, the, the different relationships in the family unit. And so I, I feel like, again, after praying for several months leading up to this, I feel like that's what we're supposed to do. I feel like that's what we're, that God is, is wanting me to cover uh, yet again. And so we'll talk about relationships in the next however many weeks it takes uh, for relationships that children are supposed to have with their parents, uh, the relationship that chil- uh, parents are supposed to have with their children, We'll talk about husbands and wives, we'll talk about wives and husbands, and we'll look at this, this, this family unit and go through all of this and hopefully uh, get uh, some, some encouragement. So tonight, we're going to talk about kids' relationships with their parents. So how many kids are in here? Kids? Where's your hands? Kids? How many kids? You've got to get off the devices. Raise your hand. <laughs> all right, so all you kids... It's your job tonight to listen very importantly, okay? Listen very intently, I'm sorry, Uh, because what we're going to talk about is about you uh, and what you're supposed to be doing as a kid with parents. Now, this is also very important because regardless of what your family looks like, regardless even if you're a kid, uh, it's very important that we, we get these lessons, we take these lessons, and not only do we see what kids are supposed to do, but to see even the example that we are supposed to be setting for kids in these things that we're going to talk about tonight. So, uh, all of what we're going to co- cover is going to be in light of John chapter 13. So, I want to read a few of these verses, we'll pray, and we'll look at what kids are supposed to be doing with their parents. John ch- chapter 13, again, all of it's in, in light of this, everything we talk about. Verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one to another. In Matthew 22, verse 36, Jesus was asked, What's the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy soul, and all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is likened to it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and every that, everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, because God is love. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation, which means the satisfaction, the full payment for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. So, we're going to look at the family in light of the the command of God 
for us to love one another, to love as we have been loved, to love with the love that God has placed inside of us as the children of God. And in case we forget, let's remember what he says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. It's proof. of Our obedience is proof that we know him. And he, uh, he that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. So again, no one can say, I have a relationship with God, but I don't obey his commands. That person's a liar, the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. If you say, I know God, but I don't obey him, you're a liar. That's what God says. So, let's pray, and we'll get into this. Amen. Father, thank you for, for this day. Thank you again for this opportunity uh, to, to look at this uh, dynamic, this relationship, this institution uh, of not only marriage, but of the family unit that you uh, have given to us to uh, enjoy on this earth, to uh, experience great blessings through on this earth, uh, also to have great responsibility with and uh, to be uh, a vessel for you, for your kingdom with. And so, Lord, I pray tonight you would just use me as a mouthpiece, uh, speak what needs to be spoken. I pray that our kids here tonight would hear these, uh, these important things they're st supposed to be doing, uh, and they would apply them in their lives. They would go home tonight and, 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 and maybe even at this altar tonight, pray that they would be this type of child uh, that has these things in their life uh, that, that's evident. Not only that, God, I pray for each one of us adults, Lord, whether we're a parent or not, uh, we would see the great importance, the great responsibility we have to model these things in our lives so that our kids know what, it, what it's supposed to look like uh, when, they do, when they have this responsibility with us. And so... Uh, Lord, just move tonight, and we'll praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, I think that it's so important, and when we look at the family unit, we look at the dynamics that God has set up and ordained, that we not um, refuse them, or, you know, the, the society says uh, it, it doesn't have to be this way, uh, when there is absolute beauty in God's design uh, with, with a man, with a woman, with a family dynamic the way it is. Um, when, when it's done God's way, all the blessings are, are contained therein. So we have to take these roles and responsibilities and handle them, I believe, uh, with this sincere love that we talked about, with, with godly love. We have to handle them with the utmost importance and with the right kind of love. And the reason why is, number one, God's love is and compels us to do these things that way. The second, thing, the second reason is God's word commands us to do these things. So I want to look at children, their relationship with parents, and so I, I want to make a disclaimer. All you kids, listen real quick, okay? Every kid in here, first of all, you are a blessing from God. Amen. You, you are a gift from God to your parents. You are, you are something that God has said, you know what? Your life matters, and so I'm going to put you on the earth and, and, and give you a purpose. And so you have to understand that your life matters, that you're a blessing from God, and I want you to hear that regardless of how you feel, regardless of what maybe somebody says at school, regardless of what television or anything else makes you feel, you are an, all, you are, you are an amazing blessing from Almighty God. Um, and so hear that tonight. Every kid in here, hear that. You're a blessing from Almighty God, uh, regardless of anything. And this is important for you to hear too as well, kids. The command that God has given in his word for you to love your neighbor as yourself, listen, applies to your sister, to your brother, and to your parents. The Bible says that we're to love 
one another as God has loved us. It doesn't have a, 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 a parenthesis, which is in when you read your books, you have these, these two little things that look like this. It doesn't say in the Bible, love your neighbor as yourself unless it's your brother or sister or unless it's your parents. You are to love your neighbor as yourself, even if it is uh, one, of, one of those relationships. Uh, the, you know, the world has a distorted view uh, of what value really is. When we look at what uh, is shown on television, we look in movies, we look in uh, you know, magazines or social media, the world has distorted what, what true value is. Uh, value today is placed on exterior beauty only. Today, today value is placed on uh, the possessions that we have and the lifestyle that we live and, and, and what our life looks like on, on, on the outside. Uh, value is, is even placed on sports success, how successful somebody is in, in sports. And, and, and man, it has uh, just uh, taken over our lives in so many ways as far as that's concerned. I, I listened to, a, I'm going to share it this next week at our leadership conference, but I listened to another pastor uh, in, the, in the Metroplex. He's a pastor of a larger church, and um, he said, um, he goes, everybody thinks their kid is going D1. You know, everybody thinks their kid is going professional when, when there's really a truly small, very small percentage of that. And, and, and really, if, if do we want, is that ultimately what we want for our kids? And again, I asked that kind of question on, on Sunday. Uh, when our kids leave our house, what is it that we really want them to take away? Um, and so, again, there's so much placed on success in sports, so much placed on other worldly endeavors, uh, whatever it is, that, you know, what kind of job, what kind of, you know, life you live value your worth in the world's eyes when the world says this is what's important this is what's valuable um, often just about every time god calls vanity let me say that again just about everything the world says is important or valuable god calls vanity and uh and so when we we, we kind of step back as the people of god and say uh what is the world saying versus what does god say many times we live our lives according to what the world says is valuable and not according to what God says is valuable. And so we end up spending our life, as Solomon said, in vain, in pursuit of vanity. Um, again, he learned the hard way. Solomon did. He pursued beauty. He pursued possessions. He pursued fame. pursued all, all those things um, and came up empty. He said, vanity of vanity, all is vanity. Our value, though, as, as human beings, and specifically as the people of God, is in the fact that Almighty God, Holy God, the creator of all things, the, the creator of the universe, all-powerful, breathed into the nostrils of man, which we are, the breath of life, and we became a living soul. Again, something that he did only for man, only in us. We are the only ones that God did that for. So our worth or our value in our life must be measured by what God says or what God says is important for us to do, or God says uh, is the truth about our life. And so I, I want to look at what uh, God calls his children, first of all, in uh, Psalms chapter one, uh, Psalms 127, verse 3. Look what it says, Lo, children are a heritage or a portion, inheritance of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that hath his quiver full of them, they shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with enemies in the gate. Again, children are absolutely a blessing from God, a portion from God given to mankind from the throat of God. And so this is, again, of great value. And, and, and I know I'm talking about children. We're going to talk about children in a second. But I just want to, to, to remember as parents tonight, 
that our children truly are gifts from God. And let's make sure every day we're treating them like they're gifts from God. And, and, and when I'm, not, I'm not saying giving them everything they want. That doesn't mean treating them like they're gifts from God. I, I mean, let's make sure that we're raising them and admonishing them in the ways of God. Make sure that we are, are holding them as a, as a dear gift from God and, and pushing them towards godly things. Uh, because, again, we see that they are that gift from, from God's throne. Again, the great value, Psalm 139, verse 13. For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. All of God's works are marvelous. So again, kids, don't doubt that you're a marvelous work of God. Don't doubt that you are an amazing work of God's design. And so again, maybe, maybe the world says, well, you're not as pretty, or you're not as, as handsome, or you're not as cute as this person. Listen, the Creator God designed you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are as beautiful as any, anybody else on this earth. Every kid in here, you got to hear that. Every young girl in here, you are as beautiful. You are, you are a beautiful, masterful, wonderful work of God. you got to hear that because that's the truth. That's what God's Word says. That marvelous are all thy works. Marvelous are all the works of God. And so again, no matter what your, your height, your, your, your weight, your, your looks, your, your freckles, your hair, your nothing, none of you are a beautiful masterpiece from God. Verse 15, my substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and, curi and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there was none of them. Again, talking about the formation of, of the child and the womb. How precious are all thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Again, kids, know that God's thoughts towards you are that you are his wonderful masterpiece. That's what God thinks of you. You know, there's a, there's a, the enemies come to kill, steal, and destroy. And there are so many different ways that the enemy is trying to destroy the lives of young people. And so, some young people are, are um, seeing examples and influences and hearing uh, those demonic voices in their life sometimes through different ways and uh, thinking that there's a way to get out of the pain that they're suffering on the inside and that is to end their life and again man we as as, as christians and and as, as a church we've got to make sure that we're pouring into these kids the truth of god's word because again god sees our lives as precious verse 18 if i should count them they are more in number than the sand when I awake. I am still with thee. So again, children are this amazing blessing of God. God has given us life. We're valuable because of that. Um, every kid in here, every person in here has value because you are alive. God has given you life. We have worth because God has given us life. But again, as I said, children have this great responsibility that the Bible says they have. Every kid in here, every person in here needs to hear this. I, I want the, the, the every child to hear these things you're going to see them on the screen um, because again this is the responsibility that God has given to you kids here are a few words that you need to embrace concerning your parents this is what you need to to look at if you can write and you have the notes that were given or your parents have the notes you need to look at these notes because this is important the first thing that God has given you life for and responsibility for right now as a kid is number one to love to love as I said a while ago, as Scripture said a while ago, to love your neighbor. 
to love as the Lord has loved you. He gave his life for you. He laid down his only son's life for you. God loves you like that. You are to love your neighbor like that. As I said a while ago, this applies to your parents, to love as you are loved. The second thing is this, obey. This is, a, this is something that all kids don't love to hear. Children, obey your parents. I know we don't always like to hear that, but it is very important to do that. In the end times, the Bible says that there's going to be a generation that looks very disobedient and that is very disobedient. Uh, in Romans, the Apostle Paul was talking about uh, a, a group of people that were reprobates, that were seared, their consciences were seared. And part of the description of these people were that they were disobedient to parents in Romans chapter 1, verse 30. Ephesians chapter 6 is a very known scripture for kids that go through children's church and Sunday school and maybe even at home. It says this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So what God says, make sure that you are obeying your parents as they are leading you in the ways of God. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. How many kids, 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 wake up. <laughs> How many kids want to have a good life? You want to have a good life? I think every kid in here raising, I want to have a good life. Listen, the Bible says, obey your parents, honor your father and mother, that it may be well with thee, that you have a good life, and you may live long on the earth. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Children, obey your parents in all things, because this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. So again, first responsibility, every kid in here, every person. Love, second responsibility, obey your parents. Third responsibility, submit. Submit is similar to obey, but it means that you don't do what you want to do. You don't enforce what you, but you yield you, you step back and you submit to something else. Romans chapter 13, verse 1, let every soul be subject to higher powers. There's no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God, even parents with their authority. Whosoever therefore resists the power resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. Now, I just put that in to scare the kids, but no, <laughs> no. Um, we're supposed to have a, a healthy submission to both the government that God has ordained and every figure of authority, um, again, according to the will of God. Abraham and Isaac, we see the story there. Uh, the great man of faith, Abraham, the father of faith, and his son Isaac. Nowhere do we see Isaac rebelling, but actually submitting to the point of even his life being sacrificed. Jesus, God the Son, the Son of God, he said in the garden, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. So again, every kid, every person has the perfect example in Scripture of submitting uh, to, to authority. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, because there will be an ornament of grace unto thy head and chains about thy neck. Again, nowhere in Scripture are we told that parents are to submit or to obey their kids, or submit to the desire, the will, or the life, or the lifestyle of the kid. That's, cool. That's a little quiet there. But in our culture, in our world, 
kids' lives are filled up with so much, and, and, and what ends up happening is the parents begin to submit their lives, even sometimes at the compromise in the things of God, to the will, the life, the lifestyle of the kids. And again, that's not God's order. That's not God's design. That's not where the full blessing of God is contained. It's contained when, when parents are raising their kids in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, and when kids are loving and obeying and submitting to their parents. When the kids say, when the parents say, no, we're not going to do this. When the parents say, this is what we are going to do. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This is what we're going to do. When the parents do that and the kids submit, then God's full blessings flow in. And parents, it's a, hard, it's a hard culture out there. I realize that it can be very hard when your kids are, are having these different things going on. But um, for too long, I believe, uh, the church in, in so many different areas has said, okay, well, if it's got to be like that, it's got to be like that. And I think we have, we have lost uh, the, um, the power that God has given to the church to affect nations, to affect uh, the world, uh, because we're not being who we're supposed to be. But, uh, so kids, stop trying to make your, your parents follow you. You submit to your parents. Leads to the next thing, respect. Respect, kids. It's your responsibility to respect your elders. Respect your parents. Reverence. The Bible says, honor your father and mother. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor thy father and thy mother. This is what was talked about a while ago, the first commandment with promise. Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Deuteronomy chapter 5. Honor thy father and mother, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, and that it may be well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. This is such an important thing because today uh, we see an absolute disrespect of authority. Uh, it, it fires me up. I was raised completely different than, than what is being seen in the culture today, and it, it's, it's, it's sickening. It's, 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 it's saddening uh, to see in, in this age of social media when you have kids videoing uh, the disrespect of teachers in classroom and a dis disrespect of elders in, in public and, and, and all these things. And I'm thinking, man, the kids didn't learn the importance of respect in the home. They probably saw the parents disrespecting other people. And so they learned to disrespect others, even if they were their elders. They were disrespectful and the parents didn't know how to handle them. And so they just let them be disrespectful. They just let them say whatever they wanted to say to them because they didn't know how to handle that, that teenage because maybe when they were little they allowed it and then they become a, a larger kid and a teenage kid. They continued and they didn't know how to stop it. Kids, listen. Talking back to your parents, when your parents tell you to do something, when your parents tell you not to do something, when your parents ask you to do something, talking back, arguing, is disrespectful. It's disrespectful. So when your parents say, this is what I want you to do, or you don't need to do this, or your parents uh, ask you to do something, your, your response, every kid, in submitting to your parents, in obeying to your parents, 
obeying your parents, and reverencing and respecting your parents is to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. And ma'am and sir is a very respectful term to use. When I was, when I was in um, junior high, we learned the value of respect. I didn't have to, I mean, I had already learned it. Uh, it wasn't necessarily something that I, in junior high that I was, I was still saying at home. I still had the respect. I still said yes, no. I didn't say yeah, no. uh I didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> I, I said yes and no and, and, and um, uh, but when I got to junior high, I learned the importance uh, and the value of those words of respect of sir and ma'am. And they, they were in my vocab- back of my vocabulary just like that. Because when we didn't say yes sir, no sir to a coach, it was their mission to kill us. <laughs> At least that's what it felt like as a 13-year-old boy. They said, you guys will know the importance of saying, you will say yes sir, no sir at all times to every adult on this campus. If we, ever, if we pass you in the hall and you're, you're talking to another teacher and it's a female teacher and we hear you say yes or no or yeah and it's not you, when you get on that football field, you're going to experience why you need to be saying yes sir, yes ma'am, no ma'am. So I, I maybe I'm... Um, a younger man compared to some of you, but I'm old school and old fashioned in, in some ways. And I think it's, it's good for kids, kids, y'all listening, to say yes sir and no sir and yes ma'am and no ma'am. I think it's just good. I think it teaches that. Uh, to this day, I'm in the habit of that. Uh, listen, there was, there was, and I'm not trying to talk bad about anybody, so please don't say, well, if we live in the church, is he gonna say something bad about, no. I'm not saying that at all, but I, I, this is just an example. I was, I was um, looked down upon or, or ridiculed or, or um, thought not caring or something. I, I don't even know how to explain it because I, uh, a, a lady that had come visited our church and, and had come back many times, every time she'd come through, I'd, I'd say, hi, ma'am, how are you? Or yes, ma'am, or, and, uh, or I'd say, hi, ma'am, how are you? And instead of using her name, and she took it as I was just refusing to. And I was like, that, I mean, some of you ladies in here, you know. I say, ma'am, how are you? How are you, ma'am? How are you? That's just the way it is. I mean, and so uh, I think it's important to have that, that, that mutual respect, but also respect. And so kids, you need to respect your parents. Respect those, those who God has put over you. The next thing is reject the status quo. Reject the status quo. If others are doing it, doesn't mean that you should. Just because others are doing it doesn't mean that you should. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that, that are out there and available for, for kids and for young people. And just because they're out there doesn't mean they're good for every kid. And so uh, just because other kids, well, they get to do this or they do that or they do that, it doesn't mean that it's good for you to do. So my encouragement, and I believe what the Word of God is, essentially means uh, in, in some of these scriptures, is to not go along with the flow. And, and I'll show you the reason why uh, that's important. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, and let me explain something, kids. Status quo means maybe kind of what everybody else is doing. This is kind of the, the, the average. This is what most people are doing, the, the, what's to be expected, the, 
the normal, the normal thing, what's going on. So uh, it doesn't mean just because it's normal for everybody else that you should be doing it. Um, and I'm talking about in the world. Second Timothy chapter 3. This know, this know also that in the last days, perilous time, dangerous times are going to come at the end of the world. And we believe that we're living in the end of time. And so we're in those days. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. They're, they're going to be selfish and self-centered and covetous and boasters, proud, blasphemers. In other words, they're going to disrespect and, and curse the name of God. Look at this next one. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. I've, I've preached about that, having an attitude of gratitude. I've talked about that. We, as the children of God, should be the most grateful and gracious people. Uh, when, when, when somebody opens the door, we should say thank you. We should just have an attitude of gratitude. It should just be in us because we are thankful people. When somebody does something nice to us, when somebody blesses us, we should say thank you. It's just a courteous, it's the right thing to do. But in the end times, people are going to be unthankful. And I believe that, that this carries with it that term that we've heard so often in our day and time, entitlement. I think people have grown entitled. And so there's not a generation of thankful kids growing up. They expect to have this device. And they expect to have this. And they expect to do this because, again, everybody else has these things. Listen, what you have, you should be thankful for. But the generation in the end of time says it's going to be unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce. I'm not going to go through all these words. Despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, they're, they're high-minded and, 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 and puffed-up minds and think more of themselves and lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God or rather than lovers of God. And listen to this next verse. They have a form of godliness. So these people, they may look, they, they may even say they're Christians. They may even show up at church sometimes, but they deny the power thereof. They don't have a relationship with God. The power of God has not transformed them. They're not submitted to the power of God. They may look, they may, they, they may say in some regards, but they're not under the power of God. From such turn away, don't, don't hang out with these people, don't fellowship with them, for, for of this sort are they which creep into houses, lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Verse 14. I'm sorry, verse 13. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. It's going to get worse at the end of time. But look what he says to Timothy. But you continue in the things which you have learned and that has been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast learned, uh, thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Jesus Christ. So kids, make sure that you cling to the word of God. Make sure that in, when you're in Sunday school, that you're not just there, that you, that you learn them, hold to them. When you're in church, like now, re, try to remember these things. I'm supposed to love. I'm supposed to obey. I'm supposed to submit. I'm supposed to respect. I'm not necessarily supposed to do everything that everybody in my class or in my neighborhood is doing, but what I'm supposed to be doing is learning God's word and learning what pleases God so that I can have a life that's fulfilled and full of joy. And full of God's blessings, regardless of what happens to us. I want this to ring in your ears, whether you're five, or whether you're 10, or 12, whether you're eight, six, whatever, no matter what, no matter what others say, no matter what others try to convince you, no matter what TV says, no matter how 
uh, small the difference, no matter what you see, what you hear. Hear these words, kids. Listen. God's ways are better. God's ways are better. There's a room full of adults here that, that many can say, look, I've made mistakes. I've, I've chosen my way at this season of my life or I went the world's way at this season of my life. And every adult in here who has a sincere relationship with Christ will tell you right now, and I know it doesn't mean a whole lot to a kid, but I'm just telling you, listen to this. God's ways are better. God's ways are always better. When someone tries to tell you otherwise, the world tries to come along and say, listen, you can, you can do the Christian thing and do the worldly thing. When, when others seem like they're on this path that seems more fun or, or it's better, when, when those influences come to your life, just know that Satan is a great deceiver. Just know that Satan, he, has, he knows how to, to lure people away. And he can make just about anything look better in the moment. But always remember, God's ways are better. Proverbs chapter 1, my son, if sinners consent, uh, entice thee, consent thou not. If somebody says, hey, come our way, don't go with them. If they say, come with us and let's, let, let us lay wait for blood, let us lurk privily for the innocent without cause, let us swallow, up, uh, swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into a pit, we shall find all precious substance and we shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in thy lot among us. You know, hey, come with us. We're, we're going we're gonna to steal. Come with us. We're going to cause trouble. Come with us. We're going to have a lot of fun. We'll all have the same purse. Look what he says in verse 15. My son or my daughter, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, because their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they wait, lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privily for their own lives. So are the ways of everyone that's greedy of gain, which taketh away the life of the owners thereof. Listen, that path is a path of destruction. When you go the way of evil men, when you go the way of sinners, it always ends bad. No matter how, it, it may seem like, well, it's not going to be that bad, it's going to be bad. Don't go that way. Choose God's ways. God's ways are better. And what I want to close is, is with this. Every adult in here, as I said in the beginning, how are our kids going to know what this looks like? How are they going to know what real love looks like? How are they going to know what obedience looks like? How are they going to know what submission, respect, and rejecting the status quo looks like? They're going to they're gonna know it because they see it in us. And to say, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, respect God. Respect the authorities that are beat. They respect their elders. They, they, don't, they don't chew out the, the, the person at the red. They don't, they don't tear somebody down. They, they, they have respect and they don't, they're not worried about what the world says. They're, they're worried about what God's word says. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, they, they, sh they, they share this example. They, they see what obedience looks like because mom and dad, grandma and grandpa and, and people in the church, adults in the church are, are determined to obey God's word over anything else. That's how kids are going to see. And I want to encourage every parent in here. I want to encourage every grandparent in here. I want to encourage every adult in here. This next generation has been, has been raised and is being raised in such a crazy culture, such a crazy time. 
I've shared this before. I, and when I was a kid, I would have never imagined we'd be talking about some of the things that we actually have to, to deal with today. And it's all around our kids. It's all over the place. I think now more than ever is not a time for, for, for adults to, 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 to be soft in our faith. But now more than ever, it's going to require us to press into the Lord even more. Now more than ever, our, our, this generation that's coming up, kids and teenagers, need to see what sincere, genuine faith in Jesus Christ looks like, regardless of the cost. And again, they're going to learn these things, learn what it actually looks like and how to apply it in their life because of what they see in us. So they're going to see plenty of examples of disobedience. They're going to see plenty of examples of, of the wrong kind of love. They're going to see plenty of examples of disrespect. They're going to see plenty of examples of, of, uh, of pride and not sum, submitting. But they've got to see the right examples in us. And so let it be a challenge to both kids and adults tonight that these things need to be evident in our life. Kids, I hope that you, you heard these, these things that we talked about. I hope that you, your mom and dad got the notes. I hope that you got the notes. Uh, if not, I can give you the notes. I can give them to your parents, and they can remind you of what God says is important for you to do as a kid. Uh, I want to ask you to stand tonight. Let's pray, and we'll open up the altar uh, to respond to God's word. Father, thank you so much for this time. Thank you for allowing us to be here again tonight. Lord, we thank you for uh, your word. Lord, again, we thank you so much for our kids. Uh, such a blessing uh, to, uh, to have these gifts in our lives. And I pray that we would treat our kids, our grandkids, uh, even those who don't have their kids or grandkids in this church. Uh, I pray every adult would see uh, the blessing and the, and, the, and the gift and even the responsibility of being the example to this next generation that is in this church. Lord, help us as adults to set the example. Help us to be mindful every day that that's what we're doing for our kids. I pray that our children would understand the importance of these things in their lives so that they can experience the fullness of your blessings. They can walk in the promises that you've given to those who follow your word. Lord, we pray you just move tonight and help us respond rightly to your word and to this message. We'll praise you for it in Jesus' name.